One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on Mentally Yours. What do you think of of the term sort of toxic masculinity? It's such a powerful, loaded term that the people that feel attacked by it are often the men who feel like masculinity is being attacked fully. Um, but then everyone else is sort of like, actually, it's a bit like the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not saying that every other life doesn't matter. So it talks about all you're saying is part a form of masculinity is not great. There's a more positive way of doing things. Um, and that's the message that has to come across. It's almost like if someone just reframed it. We never use the word toxic masculinity in our materials. We talk about positivity. We talk about being a human. And that's what it comes down to. It doesn't matter what your gender is. Like, actually, you know, if you are someone that just doesn't understand who you are, you're going to be frustrated. And you're, that's going to mas- manifest itself in anger, in, in frustration. And then that leads to all kinds of harm for, for yourself and those around you. Hello everyone, this is Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. My name's Yvette. And I'm Ellen, and this week we're talking to Estée Lalonde, who's a YouTuber, influencer, author, podcaster. We're going to be chatting to her about breakups, mental health, and living life on the internet. It was difficult. Obviously, any breakup is difficult. But when you do have an audience, not only an audience, but one that's really invested in your personal life and an audience that's really grown with our relationship, you know, they saw our relationship from day one. You know, I think it was a big shock to a lot of people on the Internet, which was understandable, but it was a lot of pressure. And I think it's hard to go through it alone. But when you have to go through it with a bunch of people and they're all like, this is so sad. I have no faith in love anymore. You know, sometimes it's just like really hard to go through that and just the constant 
comments about it. When you're just trying to like wake up and have a good day, it can be really, really tough. But that being said, there was also a lot of supportive comments about it, which was very uplifting and helpful at the time. So for listeners who don't know, would you mind just sort of saying briefly how you met your ex and sort of how that progressed? Because a lot of your content sort of was with him, wasn't it? So yeah, you've got a lot of people with these feelings on it. So Totally. A lot of my content was with him. And for the record, we're still friends and I still adore him and love him. Um, But yeah, it was uh, quite a dramatic love story. We met when we were 18 or 19 and I moved over to England to be with him. So it was quite a whirlwind romance. And basically when I moved to England, I started making videos right away. So he was always a part of it from the beginning. So it's been an interesting time now having a life you know, separate from that relationship because people are starting to see a completely different side to me. And so am I. So it's an interesting growing experience for us. Have you felt any kind of discomfort sharing emotions about the breakup online? Absolutely. Um, I was actually quite brief with it. I didn't really want to get into details or anything like that, not only for myself, but also for him. I mean, I don't think, I just don't think it's necessary. I think boundaries are really important, but at the same time, I did feel the need to kind of explain it a little bit to my audience just because they had been through everything with us. So I couldn't just like pretend it didn't happen. So I had to address it. But I just think for both of our personal lives, it was best to just kind of leave it at that. How do you deal emotionally with getting those constant comments? Because I'm sure they're incessant, like, where's this person? What happened? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Luckily, they're dying down as far as that goes. But in the beginning, it was really, really hard. Actually, recently, I just turned off my DMs on Instagram, which is something I've never even considered doing before. But it hit me just the other day, like, it can't be healthy to just have these constant comments about everything you're doing. Like, I literally will like wake up and post something and I'll have like, you know, however many comments like, amazing, you've, you've woken up today. And like, you know, it's just constant, whether it's positive or negative. I just think the just that com- constant communication and direct communication can just be a little intense um, for me anyway, because I do have anxiety. And I don't know, I just think having so many people being able to contact you directly is, I don't know if it's the best thing for me. So I, I turned it off for now. And so far, it's been a quieter life. <laughs> do you feel better? I do feel better. I mean, it's only been a week, but I can't lie. In the beginning, I was kind of like, where are all those comments? Like, I just posted this cute selfie and where are those DMs about it? You know, because you you get used to it. But um, now I feel a bit more like, you know, a normal non-internet person, which is kind of nice. As an influencer um, and a YouTuber, how do you actually structure your day in terms of sort of what actually happens? Lots of sort of young people I know in particular really aspire to this lifestyle. What is it like? Do you mind just kind of running through? I get asked this question a lot and I never know how to answer it because every day is so different and it really truly is. Like for instance, today I had a pretty low key day. I had a facial. I was testing out a facial and what else did I do? I had a couple of conference calls. I had a meeting with my accountant. Very exciting. So today was like a low key day, but then I have other days like on Monday where I was filming all day long. So I had my videographer come in at nine o'clock in the morning and she was there until four or five at night. And then I had to do some editing and then I had to like reply to all my emails and everything like that. So some days I'm working from the morning straight until I go to sleep, but then I can take the next day off, for instance. So it's really flexible in the sense that I get to decide when I work and how I work, which is something I really love. Um, But yeah, every day is so, so different. And 
to anybody aspiring to this job, I would just say you have to really have good time management skills because you're the one motivating everything you do. I'm the one who has to wake up in the morning and, you know, crack on with it. There's no one really telling you how to structure your day. So you just have to make sure you're doing everything efficiently. How is that sort of balanced with your mental health issues that you've talked about? Because it can't be easy sort of having such a changeable sort of schedule um, with anxiety and particularly depression, I'd imagine. I'm honestly just starting to realize what this is kind of doing to me. I do love structure so much and I'm realizing I don't really have any structure, which is, it might sound crazy that I've only just realized this, but I'm, I'm just, I really, I truly am because I've been hanging out with different people who have like, if you want to call it a regular job, you know, a nine to five job. And I'm like, wait, you just go home at five o'clock and then you can do whatever you want. Like I, it being around people who don't have this job has really taught me how little structure it has. Um, so it has been difficult in that sense, but I do have some rules for myself. Like after a certain amount of time, I don't go on social media and I really, really try to take the weekends off. And if I can't take the weekends off and I'll take a weekday off. So I've really been getting better at taking the me time. We had um, Emma Gannon on a while ago and she was kind of saying the same thing where people think you have all this spare time, but as a result, you're just constantly on. How do you switch off and kind of get out of internet and work mode? It can be really hard to switch off, but I do things like yoga. That's really something I discovered in January and has been the best discovery of my entire life because I just... For some reason, it works for me. Um, and I also love to take baths. I don't know if this is a good answer, but this is truly how I switch off. I take a bath. I take a lot of baths. Um, and I just put on a little movie on Netflix and I just zone out, which is so nice. And I walk my dog a lot. I love to walk my dog. That helps. And just get outside, go have dinner with my friends, try to just get away from the computer and the phone. Um, so you recently opened up about anxiety and shared that what's your experience with anxiety and mental health been like in general when did you first start realizing okay I'm struggling a bit things aren't quite as easy well I've always kind of struggled with it I remember in high school the first that was kind of the first time where I started to notice that I couldn't really handle it on my own and I was starting to really come to terms with what it was but even back then, it wasn't something that a lot of people were talking about. I actually remember telling my mom, like, I think I had a panic attack at school today. And my mom was just like, Estee, what are you talking about? Like, just get on with it. Like, she they, she just didn't understand it. Now she does, which she said that's like one of the biggest regrets of her life is kind of like downplaying that anxiety attack. But I just kind of learned to like self-soothe and just deal with it on my own. But lately, especially with just like pressure from my job, personal life pressure, I just haven't been able to like push down those emotions anymore, which I don't think you should do anyway. And I think it all kind of came to a head and I just think it's really important to talk about it. Um, I've always felt like I have been quite open with my anxiety, but maybe I haven't, you know, maybe I haven't spoken about it all the time on my videos or anything, but it's also kind of a, a tricky one because I want my videos to be a positive place. So there's kind of a fine line, but the response I got to a recent video I did called My Anxiety Diary, the response was amazing. And it really kind of spurred me on to talk about mental health more just because you can feel so alone when you're going through it. And I think it's helpful for people to see someone who they maybe really like online, they ad like aspire to your lifestyle, see that, you know, you're finding it difficult and you're 
crying and oh it's yeah it's not all great and they don't see the half of it honestly yeah. they really don't um I have so many selfies of myself crying it's so weird I don't know why I do that but so many of my other girlfriends do that too and I'm like why do we do that is that you're looking at me like I'm insane I've, I've <laughs> never done that I've never done that <laughs> That's, <laughs> what? I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, do you send it to people? Or just I don't for send it to people. I actually like to look back on it when I'm like feeling a little healthier mentally because yeah. I'm just like, it just reminds me like you're not always going to feel that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll send it to my best friend. I'll be like, shit's getting real right now. But yeah, I that's don't know. so interesting. It's so interesting. <laughs> but yes, to your point, I do think it is important for people to see that because, and I don't even try to do this on purpose, but I show the best parts of my life. That's what Instagram is. It's the best and the highlights of somebody's life. Obviously, I'm not going to post when I'm like, oh my God, this happened today and I can't believe this. You know, nobody really wants to watch that. And I don't particularly want that to be my image either. It's just somebody complaining and being negative all the time. So it's it's tricky because I don't want to perpetuate this like idea of my life is perfect, but at the same time, I don't want to be super negative. So I think sometimes it is important to kind of talk about and show the flip side of it it's a difficult balance for it sure is, it is and also I don't want to be too personal like at the same time like it's my personal life you know so how much do I want to share and how do I decide that these are constant questions well that's my next question actually <laughs> is how you do decide that when what's the line for you of how you keep some things just for yourself I think honestly there's like an intuition and I don't know if other people have ever said that to you but there's just something in me that's like I do want to share that or I don't want to share that. I don't think I could really write a handbook on what I would and wouldn't share. It's just does this feel right? Uh, if I even get a twinge of like no then I won't post it. Like even that anxiety video I was pretty close to just being like this is maybe too much for me. But then I obviously decided to post it, which I'm really glad I did. But yeah, there are just certain things I don't want to share. Like, for instance, I don't think I would share a relationship again. I, I don't think I would ever Not share that. Mm -mm. No. That's really interesting. Yeah. And now I'm mentioning your relationship again. How have you found seeing your ex on social media? Because he's got quite a big following himself, hasn't he? Because, I mean, just as a, a normal person with no following on social media, when I have a breakup, you know, it's it's the worst for me because you can see what your ex is doing on Facebook. You can see they're <laughs> dating someone else. Yeah. That's pretty bad. But everybody knows what's going on with both of you. How yeah. are you dealing with that? Well, honestly, we are still friends. We talk all the time. I was literally talking to him this morning because we share custody of our dog, Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> and Reggie had a nightmare last night. And so I texted him and I was like, poor Reggie had a nightmare last night. And he was like, oh, no, I wonder what called. Anyway, like we talk all the time and I just want the best for him and he wants the best for me. And it's just it's not an, a negative space at all for us so if I see him doing something I'm so happy for him and he feels the same about me so it's it's actually really nice we were together for so long and we just have a lot of love for each other you're being very mature about it I would <laughs> yeah no you are being very mature I, I don't know that I could be that mature about it and well I can, but I can see why you maybe might want to keep the next one off though just because mm. you don't know how things are going to turn out do you? you don't know how things are going to turn out but also it puts a lot of pressure on your relationship and I don't think that that's not what happened with my last relationship, but I just think in a new relationship that can be quite intense. And for me, I just think that's one of those things I want to keep to myself. I think, I mean, I say that now, you never know. Are you at all worried now because of having that relationship, that public relationship that lots of people were very invested in and sort of really loved? Are you worried that someone might try and date you in order to kind of get onto your social media? No, that's that's honestly not even anything. I mean, I'm not Beyonce at the end of the day, so I don't really feel like that's going to be a problem. But 
just dating in general is just oh god that's another that's another podcast isn't no it? no <laughs> no it's definitely a nightmare but i thought i should ask yeah no it's a good question and people do ask me but i always just think i don't i don't know i just maybe i'm being naive i'm not sure but would you date a follower then why not well that's interesting I, i've watched this film the other night it was ingrid goes west it was all very have you seen oh, no, it no i wanted to see that though. okay so it's basically about this girl that gets obsessed with this um influencer mm-hmm. and yeah basically infiltrates her life but anyway i mean i can't lie i i had a situation recently <laughs> that, that it was the person was quite invested in my life and knew a lot about my life obviously it didn't work out but i think you do you can there are warning signs for instance but i'm up for dating anyone if you know anyone call me <laughs> I just recommend people that's fine we can turn this into a setting up please show. do yeah. i would love that yeah <laughs> it'd be very convenient up. yeah work perfectly so in terms of your anxiety, what steps have you taken? You've talked about uh, self-care. Um, have you seen a therapist, been to a doctor? What are the kind of the traditional steps that we might have talked about on here? Yes. So I have seen a therapist. It didn't go well for me, but I am keen to try it again. I really am. I think what happened was I was in such a low place and I didn't connect well with the therapist mm. and it made me feel even worse. I don't know. It was a very weird experience. So it is something I'm looking into and I I know it's going to benefit me. So I really want to do that. Um, but yeah, I spoke about this in my book as well that I went to the doctor when I was quite young and I was put on anxiety medication, which I know is a very controversial subject, but I, I've had a great experience with it and it's just kind of helped me get over the hump and I, I'm on it sometimes and then I kind of, you know, wean myself off at other times, but currently I am on medication and it helps me so much just when I'm not feeling strong enough to kind of pull it together. But I know it's controversial, so. Not here. No, yeah, we talk we're about all meds. On meds. meds. Yeah, yeah, we're all on meds. No, we do talk about meds. It's you know, fine. I'm, so I was on a, a mental health panel and one of the people kind of, I wouldn't say attacked, but questioned my my choice. And she was just basically talking about how people are very over-medicated and everything like that. So I'm always kind of wary about talking about it. But... I just think it's helped me so much. Mm-hmm. And personally, without it, in my darkest times, I just, I don't even want to know how low I could have gone. So yeah. for me, it's been really helpful. And I think it's definitely like an option that people could or should explore. There's yeah. definitely yeah. some like backlash around medication because yeah. mm-hmm. I've had that a lot of people like, it's poison, you're yeah. poisoning yourself. It's yeah. like, but if it helps, yeah. like, you just have to do what works for you, I think, in the end. Because exactly. really, nobody else knows your body like, exactly. like you do. Sorry if I've got this wrong. Am I right in thinking that your mum had anxiety as well? Yes. Do you talk to her about that? What's that relationship like? I constantly talk to my mom about anxiety. My mom and I are so close. I adore my mom so much. She's really my best friend. I miss her so much because obviously she lives in Canada and I live over here. So it can be tricky. But yeah, my mom, she had no issues with anxiety her entire life until maybe six or seven years ago and she had the worst panic attack I have ever seen in my life and I was actually there and she almost like went unconscious from it I've never seen anything like this and she completely lost all like control she couldn't speak she couldn't talk and she literally like fainted basically so I somehow got her in the car and I took her to the hospital I thought she was dying I literally thought she had a heart attack and died it was the scariest thing And when we got to the hospital, the doctor was like, oh, she just had a panic attack, just a panic attack. And it really, really, really scared my mom. She 
has honestly never been the same since. I think once you have an anxiety attack, especially a severe one, you you live in fear of having another one, you know? So she, that's kind of the, at the point where she said, I'm so sorry for not, you know, understanding your anxiety sooner. I've never had an anxiety, anxiety attack that intense, but um, yeah, she can definitely sympathize with it. And, and even besides that, just like that dull anxiety that you just have th- throughout the day, it's awful. It's really awful to live with that. And I think talking about it with someone like my mom, it just helps so much to just kind of like get through stuff. How does anxiety manifest for you aside from kind of panic attacks? It's so strange because it is changing. It's My anxiety is changing a lot. And what I'm finding is because my life is so busy, I find social situations quite stressful, which I did in high school and then it kind of went away and now it's back. So I find like if I do too much socializing, I actually get stressed from it, which I know, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I want to try to sort that out. Um, and just in general, like I need to sleep, I need downtime and I need to just try, like, I need to do yoga. I need to eat healthy. That helps me with all that stuff. But in general, my anxiety can look like so many different things. Like sometimes I will literally freeze like 10 minutes before I'm supposed to go somewhere. And I'm just like, I just can't do it. Like, it's not that I can't do it. It's that I just really don't want to which is quite difficult, especially if it's like a work scenario. And I hate to be that flaky person who's always canceling, but just like there's something in me sometimes that just gets like, oh, you just better stay home this day. Um, So sometimes it can look like that. And really that's it. I just find I'm doing a lot of canceling lately, which is not ideal. I I don't like to be that person, but luckily I have a lot of friends and stuff who understand. I was going to say, are people understanding of that? People are understanding, but I also think a lot of people don't get it. I think a lot of people just literally think I want to stay in and watch Love Island, which don't get me wrong, I do. I 100% percent <laughs> do. do yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of people, I think, don't quite grasp it. And that's okay, you know, but I think it's just amazing that so many people are supportive of it. And they're just like, if there's anything I can do, or sometimes people will come over to my apartment, which is nice. For some reason, I don't find that stressful at all. I could have like all my friends over to my apartment and not be stressed. It's like the leaving that I get worked up about. Because like your apartment is your safe place and you've made it somewhere that you like to spend time. I love my home. I'm such a homebody. I always have been. So there's no surprises, are there? I suppose like you can kind of. Is that con- what it is? Might yeah. be. Like, cause, yeah, you can kind of control the environment, can't you? Right. You know what's going well, to happen. I know where everything is. Yeah, mm. that's so true. God, I definitely need to go to a therapist, don't I? <laughs> this is normal. <laughs> I mean, therapy is great, yeah. but it's. So normal. <laughs> so we obviously know about the negative side of the internet, but have you found the internet helpful with your mental health in any way? Absolutely. I mean, I really do think the internet is more of a positive place than a negative place. I think we talk a lot about the negatives of the internet because there are really awful negatives of the internet, but there's also such a beautiful side of the internet. Without the internet, I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have this life. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. So I feel really lucky to be able to do that. And honestly, I'm not just saying this. My audience is truly incredible. And they, because they really feel like they know me and they've grown up with me, we do have this, I don't know, it, it's, a, it's an interesting relationship. Like when I do a meetup, for instance, and I hug somebody, it's not just like a hug from a stranger. It re- You have this friendship um, that's kind of unexplainable. And in general, just have, for instance, when I was going through a really tough time, having those emails from people just being like, I know you probably don't want to talk about this, but I just want to let you know I'm here for you if you ever need to talk. Like people literally like give me their phone numbers. And I think just like 
the level of generosity has just been so, I don't want to say surprising, but it has been surprising because I don't, I don't know. It's just, I think one person said to me, you've given me so much over the years and I just want to try to do something for you. And I just, sometimes I just think, what have I, what have I done for you over the years? I just make videos about lipstick and whatever. But I think that was really amazing. And it also kind of makes me feel like what I'm doing is valuable and it is helping people. And for instance, when I did that anxiety video, just hearing from my audience that it was helpful. Like if I could help even one person, I know this sounds so cheesy, but if I could honestly help one person just be like, okay, I can breathe a little easier, then it's job done. And so they kind of did the exact same thing with me. And what's your advice for anyone else working on the internet, dealing with comments, negative or positive? How do you stay sane and comfortable in yourself with all of that? Well, the block button is amazing. I love the block button. But in general, like sometimes if I read a mean comment, like which does happen all the time and it's happened for years, it's happened throughout my entire 20s. I've grown a really thick skin about it. But if somebody is new to this and they're just experiencing it, I think you have to realize those people are kind of, as my mom says, in their stuff, their own stuff. And it's kind of a reflection of what they're going through. And I always think, you know, don't reply. That's the best thing you can do. Just don't get involved. Just move on, you know. Because I think once you start looking into them, you'll get into a hole. Like, oh, never yeah. go on guru gossip. Oh, it's God, no. evil. Yeah, just horrible place to be. How bad has it got, though? Like, have you ever sort of felt threatened in terms of safety? I've never felt threatened in that sense at all. Um, I think the only time I did feel threatened is when, for instance, a site, like a gossip site, um, po- did post my address. And I think like that's something that happens all the time. I mean, that happens all the time. People can find out where you live and that's fine. But I, I think it's, it kind of comes with the territory and I hope I'm living a safe lifestyle. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things, one of those, you know, job aspects, which is weird to a lot of people, but I haven't had any bad experiences yet. Knock on wood. I shouldn't even say yet. No, you won't. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us about your new podcast. Will you be chatting about mental health on that or is it all kinds of stuff? I think we will be talking about mental health on that, but it is about all kinds of stuff. So my new podcast is called On The Line, which I think is a super cute name if I do say so myself, because it is a call-in show. So I really wanted this podcast to be interactive and I wanted my audience to feel included in the show. Also, just kind of going through this huge life change, I've really relied on my girlfriends to kind of get me through so many things that I never thought I'd be experiencing. And I just really wanted to create a podcast that answered questions, like answered things that maybe I was going through seven, eight months ago and answer any questions anonymously that people maybe don't have somebody to ask. So it's just basically talking about the shared life experiences of women. And I'm just, I just love women so much. And I have so many strong and amazing women in my life that I really wanted to share those people in my show. So a lot of the podcast is going to be with my friends. And then I also have some experts on as well. What were the kind of issues that you personally wanted to cover and get answers for? Well, I'm doing one episode all about breakups, for instance, because I didn't understand them. Like I had never gone through a breakup in my life. I truly, well, I had, but none, none that meant something like really deeply meant something. And I was so surprised at how traumatic 
they truly are because I've had friends who have gone through breakups and I'm always just like, well, you obviously didn't like the person. Just move on. Like that was honestly the way I thought about it until you actually go through something. I think you can't quite empathize to the same level. Maybe almost. Well, I, I couldn't anyway. Um, so I really wanted to kind of talk about that and I get a lot of emails about that. So we're doing an episode on breakups and we're also doing an episode on contraception because I mean, I, wasn't in the scenario where I was, I mean, I don't want to say I'm dating around, but you know, I want to, I don't want to know my options. So just things like that. And there's so many, you know, misconceptions about contraception, for instance. So I wanted to do a full episode about that and get people's questions in. Are you going to cover the natural cycles? Yes, we we are going to cover that. Yeah. Stay tuned. Exciting stuff. (laughs) And in your kind of life experience over the last year, because like you said, you've been through a lot of changes. What have you learned about yourself and about your mental health? Well, I have learned that it's important to look after yourself because I think especially in the beginning, I was spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And I just, I couldn't get a grip. I felt like I was trying to like cling on to stuff and I just couldn't do it. And I think what I've learned is just to stay present with yourself as much as you can and really notice when you're slipping, notice when you're feeling low and notice when you need help. Um, And I think speaking of help, like having a better support system and reaching out more. That's something I never really did before. I was always too proud and was just like, I can deal with this. Don't worry. I'm dealing with this. I've got this under control. But I think just like letting go of some of that has helped me a lot. And also I've just learned like I'm capable of doing so many things, like things I never thought I could be doing. I think I'm also really surprised at how much your life can change in such a short amount of time. If I met myself even nine months ago, I would never have thought that I would be where I am today, ever, in a million years. It's the craziest, craziest thing. Life is such a trip. But I'm trying to learn to just kind of take things as they come-ish, trying. Succeeding? Um, sometimes. It's not an easy thing to do, (laughs) just going with the flow. So I really love chatting to Esther. I think it was really nice um, that she was open about her relationship. Um, although I think it's great that she was sort of has such a nice, pleasant relationship with yeah. him now. I think it's good that she also mentioned as well, you know, just the the effect it can have on anyone. We've kind of mentioned before, I think, like the almost the grieving period you can have after a friendship breakup, but also obviously after a normal breakup and how difficult that can be. So in terms of like breakups in general, I mean... It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like on TV and in films, you see people sort of either wallowing for ages or having sort of big life changes um, or it's kind of glossed over. Whereas just for normal people, it's not like you you don't get a day off work, do Mm. you? You don't get a week off work. It seems nobody gives you any leeway, really, do they? It's so unpredictable. Mm. Like I feel like a lot of times you'll think a breakup will be awful and then actually it's like, Oh, I feel great. Mm. And then other times you're like, oh, it's fine. And then suddenly it will just hit you and you feel really like deeply lonely and mm. like you're missing someone. Yeah. From my own experience, I had quite a bad breakup, but I probably had like the perfect response to it in terms of a work perspective, because mm. like I, basically my way of dealing with like the horrible pain and loneliness and anguish and whatever was to throw myself into work. Yeah. So it was great. I got lots of work done. We won an award and all this sort of stuff. It was fantastic. But um, that was probably not great for my mental health at, well, at the time or in the long run. 
because at the time I was kind of just in denial about it. I didn't talk about it at all to anyone. I certainly wouldn't have talked to him about it, which I think is so sweet that Esther was saying she's friends with him. Yeah. Because I don't, I'm not friends with any of my exes, to be honest. It can be a really difficult place, can't it? I guess people just have different coping mechanisms. And I suppose if you have a history of mental health issues, it's trying to come up with a coping mechanism that is healthy, which sounds really cheesy, but a healthy one rather than maybe alcoholism or drug use or even like me kind of working and working and working to the point where you're just exhausted. And anger as well. Like I think a lot of times you can have anger and and being upset about it, which is completely normal. But when you have kind of patterns of bad mental health, you can start turning that inwards. Mm. And that can be quite a dangerous, kind of toxic place to be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you've got experience of depression, I mean, this, you know, it can trigger something, can't it? Yeah, 100%. But I think a lot of times, I think similar to what Estee was saying, is a lot of times, yeah, it's awful, but then it does push you into really learning about yourself and making Mm. a lot of changes. Mm. I've always found that kind of a few months after a breakup, I'm like, wow, like I'm in a really good place right now. Like mm. I really like what I'm doing because it pushes you outside of your mm. comfort zone and makes you do a lot of stuff that maybe you felt scared to do before. Also, I love what she said about her friends because I think it does make you realise like who your real friends are, like the ones that will come around. It's like when you you have depression, the ones that mm. actually come around and spend time with you when you're not the fun one being out. You know, if you're having a crappy time because you're feeling really bad about your ex, it'll be the ones that will come around and, you know still say stuff even though you're not being fun then you realize that those people are actually your friends so it can be Mm. it can make you realize the great people that you have in your life exactly especially because I think a lot of us are not our best selves when we're going through a breakup so I think someone who will stick with you through that amazing friend keep them forever yeah so this is goodbye from mentally If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring. They're on 116123. You can also find them at samaritans.org. Give us a follow on Twitter at mentally yours but YRS or join us on our Facebook group where we chat about all things mental health. That's just mentally yours. If you search it, it should come up. Thanks very much to our producer Sam Bonham and to Lucy Baker for the jingles, also to Estee for joining us this week. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello HelloFresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.